Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Where does Jameis Winston rank among current NFL quarterbacks? There's a new poll out, and the answer might surprise you. And Vernon Hargrave talks. All that and a whole lot more on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud. Tampa Bay Times. Welcome in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for subscribing. We're here each and every weekday, and we're getting you ready for this Sunday's Bucks game at Buffalo. And Rick, lots to get ready for. We still don't know for sure if Jameis Winston is going to play on Sunday, but on Wednesday, did we get a hint? Because they haven't signed another quarterback yet. No, but I, I you know, you can take that as Dirk Cutter said. Uh, I'll let you guys draw your own conclusions on that. But I think what it means is, is that they feel confident that even if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts the game that Jameis Winston can come in and function, you know, in an, like a backup role. Sure. He can hand the ball off. He can make throws, maybe not with, uh, you know, the velocity that he wants, but I think it's at the point where it really wouldn't do you any good to actually bring a guy from, you know, off the street. So, you know, from that standpoint, it, it doesn't, maybe it's a clue, but I didn't take it that way because he didn't throw the ball today. And that's been the plan. So I'm not sure, to be honest with you, Tom, I think we're not going to know until 1 o'clock or right before 1 o'clock on Sunday. I think this thing is going to come down to the wire. Now, sometimes Dirk Cutter loves to drop news on his you know, serious XM radio show on Friday night. So <laughs> he, that's says, a, that's, he says with a hint of bitterness in his voice. It's a shameless <laughs> plug, yeah, because you know at 4 o'clock, nah, I'm not going to tell you anything, but at 7 o'clock, We'll, we'll let Alex Marvez yeah. know everything. That's right, because we're getting paid. <laughs> but that aside, I, I really think that this is going to go to the wire. But we know that they just have the two quarterbacks. So, you know, you can take that as good news, but, but you know, I- at least if Jameis has to play, he can, and, and maybe he will start. I mean, I, certainly they're not going to rule that out. We will talk to Jameis Winston tomorrow or on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I guess, or Thursday as we as we tape this. We'll talk to him on Thursday. We'll have information then. But um, But right now – it's the the plan they had, which is, you know, he was limited in practice and he is still going to be, I think, uh, kind of a game time decision. You think Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, is preparing at least as if he might play on Sunday? Well, yeah. I mean, he's taking all the reps, you know, yeah. and, and that's something he never gets. He never gets a single rep. I mean, Jameis takes all of them. And that's sort of the beauty of, you know, Fitzpatrick. But, you know, we talked to him today. I mean, this, is, this guy is an amazing story when you think about you know, the number of years he has played, one of four quarterbacks to throw touchdown passes for seven different teams. That's amazing. 116 starts. You know, no matter what you think about where the game was at or what, what situation it was at um, when they were down 31 to nothing, he still put, you know, 33 points on the board. Um, there was a defensive touchdown in there, but, you know, threw for almost 300 yards in one half and three touchdowns. He's very capable. And the thing he said to me, today which and he had kind of alluded to this you know after the game on Sunday last week but he is really really um comfortable in his role he understands that this is Jameis's team and that's kind of a duh uh kind of thing right but he really likes Jameis Winston and from the standpoint of 
you know, I mean, Ryan is from Arizona, you know, he's from out West and he almost envies from what I understand the passion and the sort of religious fervor that the South has for football. If you remember the hard knocks, uh, segment when Jameis is in there talking about how, you know, like football, man, football in the South, it's like, you don't play football. Like you live football. Like that's right. football is life. You know, that's our life. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, is a lifer football guy. And I think if there's one thing, and they probably don't have a lot in common, but if there's one thing that those two guys have in common, is that they love football. And I think because of that, you know, Ryan said, When I signed on here, you know, this is Jameis' team 100% sure. always. And, you know, for me, the biggest thing when I'm out there is almost not letting him down. You know, because yeah. I know how much this means to him. I know how much... Um, you know, him being out there means to him. So when he when he came out last week, that was one of the biggest things in my head. I was, all right, what can I do to, to not let him down? You know, and I think, um, I mean, I've, I've probably felt that way about other guys before when I've had to go in, but with him especially, uh, you know, he's a, he's a special guy, and uh, that was just kind of the overwhelming feeling I had when I was in there. That's kind of a neat thing for a backup quarterback to say if he has to take over from a starter. Well, and... What I really like about Ryan Fitzpatrick, clearly he came in here and he didn't have many options, so he knew he was coming in as sure. a backup. But a guy's in that position, they they can be a little surly. Uh, we mm-hmm. I, we've seen it, and they might not be the best teammate to deal with. And and the, the other thing is, he's not gone the other way, from what I can tell. He's not gone to the point where he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna collect the paycheck, and if I play, I play. If I don't, like it's, it's not like he doesn't care. He looks like he's a guy who's prepared to go in. Whenever he goes in, we saw that on Sunday. He clearly was ready to go, and and Dirk Cutter, I th- would seem to me trust Ryan Fitzpatrick to go ahead and open up the playbook for him. I don't think they'd play around Ryan Fitzpatrick if he had to play on Sunday. Well, no, but I don't think you're also going to see sort of the attack mode that you saw against Arizona. I mean, it's one thing to be down, you know, thirty-one to nothing, and you know you have to kind of gun it in there. The one thing about you know Fitzpatrick is he doesn't care about numbers in terms of you know. If I throw a pick, I mean, I get it. You know, if, if it, it's situational for him. So in Sunday's game, they had to throw the ball down the field. He couldn't just dink and dunk his way back into that game. And he made some unbelievable throws. Like the one to Mike Evans is as good a deep ball as we've seen all year. And so, you know, I, I think to start a game, you know, clearly, you know, they're going to try to stay in it. They may not take as many shots early. Um, you know, Buffalo is very, very good at competing for balls and getting turnovers. They're a plus eight in the takeaway margin. So, you know, it's going to be kind of a different um, sort of game plan. If he has to start the game, you won't see him going out there just like winging it, you know, you know, just, you know, rear back and throw it. Right. But, um, yeah, he's very, he's, he's very capable. Now, all this being said, do they want Jameis Winston to play? Hell yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, and the other thing I think about is, and this is kind of small overall, but, you know, Brett Favre uh, started every game of his career. And I, I kind of think that Jameis is probably at that mode where he's like, you know what, I don't want to set out a game. You sure. Know? If I can go, I'm going to go. And that's the life of Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is he'll prepare all week. And he'll get all the reps this week, which is unusual. And they'll have a game plan specifically for him. And it won't be the same game plan, but they'll adapt because they know what Jameis can do. 
it's going to be more more of a test for Jameis than it will be for Ryan. Ryan has done this before. This is his job. He's done. He's been the backup. He's been the starter. That's not unusual for him to get no reps, get all the reps, step in, start, whatever. But for Jameis to not really practice until maybe not throw till Friday and then go in and try to be sharp and be precise, precision is not a word you use much with Jameis Winston. That's right. So, even even after a full week of practice. So after right? so after taking every throw, right? Yeah, you you yeah. come out in the games and you're like, do these guys practice at all this week? Are these kind of <laughs> so I, I think it'll be it'll be harder for him, but um but you know it it's just sort of interesting that that's that's sort of what Ryan has prepared for his whole life and and I and I think they do have confidence in him, but I mean they ha- how bad Tom do they need to win this game? Oh, it's a crucial game. It's an absolutely crucial game. You fall to two and four, and then you start doing the math after that, and it's hard to find nine wins. And we're not even sure nine wins will get you into the playoffs. Didn't get them in last year. This is an absolutely, absolutely crucial football game. Um, I mentioned, Rick, that there's a new poll out. This one by Andy Benoit of Sports Illustrated. He ranks the top 21 quarterbacks for the rest of 2017. So remember that part of it. That's important because, for example, Aaron Rodgers is not on that list because he's not going to be available for the rest of 2017. Now, I have to admit, I was a little bit surprised where Jameis came out on this list. Now, when I first saw the list, I didn't actually sort of do the math in my head in terms of, okay, he's not as good as Tom Brady, but he's better than... uh, uh, Andy Dalton or whatever. I didn't go through quarterback by quarterback. I just, off the top of my head, when I saw the number he was at, I was a little bit surprised. So let me ask you, just without doing, okay, he's, he's not better than this guy, but he is better than that guy, but without doing all that, just gut instinct out of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, where would where would you think Jameis would be on this list? Hmm. Um. <clears throat> Well, it's definitely on potential, not production necessarily. He has not made the playoffs, and 12 teams make the playoffs every year. But I'm going to guess it's probably some of those 12 quarterbacks that aren't as good or perceived to be as good. I'm going to say he's between 10 and 12, and so I'll say 12. Wow. You you should have stuck with your original. Between 10 and 12 is actually 11. And 11 is where he is on the list. Well, and then just, I got it. Then I nailed it. You did. It. You, you I nailed it first it. until I unnailed it, and then I was only one off from the <laughs> if nail. If you were prices right, though, you were oh, you were you would have bid right. over. You got like they got the like the the guy. Does it go off the t- the cliff? That That's kind right. Of guy? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was is that an old pro- game. I don't know. No, I think they Bob still Barton do that. Still around? Uh, Drew Drew Carey does it now. Oh, it's Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Yeah, no, it's all the kids love it. Hadn't watched in a while. It's been a while. <laughs> that's what was the best though when you had like a when you had a sick day from school when you were young oh, price is right sick baby day. i called that over. cover in high schools babe that's what i called it <laughs> you called that your college years yeah yeah uh, i don't okay he was number 11 on andy benoit's list now i hate his first 11 or first 10 no, i don't agree with him. i don't you agree with them his, all i don't know not there's at all but nobody you like there's i don't like the order that he has the top Okay. Top but James well, let me is think ha- about let me think about this just from and I don't want to name all eleven, but I might. But let no, me think but, about but this. let me just say this real quick. I thought that Jameis would be lower on the list. I, I didn't think he'd be Did as high really? as number eleven. Only because wow, because I think that's pretty high. It's really high. Eleven is high. I, I meant I thought he would be around the fifteen range. Fifteen. Oh no 16, no, 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 no 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 no. That's no, what no. I meant. Don't get I, that I, I I was surprised that he was as high on the list as he was. Really. Only because he's been really inconsistent. He's been up and down there, two and three. He didn't have a good game um, 
against uh, for for New England for three any, quarters. Any team He's, on the road? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just I was surprised that he was as high as number eleven. But go no, ahead. Not, I you, you have, I mean, I don't ask you to name all the eleven guys or ten guys ahead of him, but I, I was a little mm, surprised by. I could come by close. Some, I think. Well, the reason why he's so high is uh, it's definitely on potential and and somewhat production. I mean, not many quarterbacks have thrown for 4,000 yards. In fact, none of them have done that the first two years. Think about that for a second. Right. Um, He's got 50 touchdowns, quickest to 50 touchdowns, I think. Um, And and certainly he's above that now. But if you remove Aaron Rodgers, who who would be, in my mind – look. No one will agree with this. They'll all say Brady. Right. In my mind, before he got hurt, Aaron Rodgers was playing the position better than anybody. Yes. In my mind. Um, I think no, on the no, football field, in everybody's mind, he was. Yeah, no yeah, disrespect was, to, yeah. you know, Giselle's husband, but I, I just think that he was. But Brady would be, you know, in the top two or three. Brady's number then, one on this list. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And then but, I hate who he has at number two. Hate, hate, hate. Who without without Ben Rodgers, uh, without I'm sorry, without Aaron Rodgers, it would be. You'll never get it in a bazillion years. You'll never. I'll get never it. get it. No, never. I, I can give you five. How would I never here. get it? Because this guy's not the second best quarterback in the National Football League for the rest of this season. He's just not. He's I'm just not. You, I'm going to tell you, it's either one of two guys, and I could be just way out the reservation here. I'm going to say it's either Russell Wilson, or it is. Um, Matthew Stafford. They're, wow. I swear you've looked at this list. Matthew no, Stafford. No, I have is, not. I swear to you, I have I not. believe you. I believe you. Because I, I, right before we did the podcast, you're like, we, I, I brought up like, this topic to you. And you, and you had, 11, yeah, that's yeah. right. You haven't seen And all of a sudden, you're nailing them left right. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Matt yeah. Stafford. Andy Benoit says he has the best pure arm in football. He has the strongest, best arm there is in the National he Football He does have a good arm, if we're just judging arms, I guess. Right. Now, by the way, Russell Wilson, you're going to be surprised where he is on this list. Okay, so number one was Brady. Let's just go through some of these guys yeah, and give me your thoughts. Brady was number one on the list. Matt Stafford was number two. Mm-hmm. And then comes two guys in the NFC South. Matt Ryan at number three and Drew Brees at number four. Drew Brees still got it, man. He, he's still... I mean, well, Drew's going to put up ridiculous numbers every year. He's going to throw for, you know, four or 5,000 yards. And, you know, as Raheem Morris used to say, I know I know this about when you play Drew Brees. He'll throw for 300 and two touchdowns minimum, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Usually usually three touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger comes in at number five on the list. I think there are some weeks, Rick, where he's as good as any quarterback in the league, and then you have some weeks where he's probably the 15th best quarterback in the league because he'll throw the ball to the other team. And he's mm-hmm. a lot like Jameis in that he doesn't know when to give up on a play and sure. he thinks he can make every play. Number six on the list, and this is a guy that's rising high on everybody's list, is Carson Wentz. Again, nice season. little higher than I think he should be that, at number that's six. Me, that to me is way high. It's way high. It's way high, right? Yeah. And then uh, at number seven, Cam Newton, um, which again okay. – Cam Newton's one of those guys. I, I can I can see like seven seems just a tad high. Uh, eight is Derek Carr. He's having a bit of an off year. Well, at least the, the Raiders' offense. His numbers aren't horrible. And then the two guys right ahead of Jameis Winston. I don't like either one of them. I'd, I'd rather have Jameis than either one of these. Well, yeah, I think I would rather have Jameis than either one of these guys. Eli Manning at number nine, and I think that's a pure. Boy, that's a guy. That that's a lifetime like achievement he, award, right there. It's right, and it sounds like somebody who lives in New York City is writing that because yeah, yeah. he is way too honest. I like his career. Now, if we're talking about who has the oh, best he's a Hall career, of Famer. 
He's yeah. a Hall of Famer, yeah, and he's had two Super Bowls, but he's not the ninth best quarterback the rest of the right season. Right now, yeah. Particularly when you start stealing weapons from him. You take away Odell Beckham, and you take away uh, who? Uh, Brandon Marshall, I guess, is out. For, all three start. All right, three all three of them, yeah. And then number 10, this guy's a game manager, a very good game manager, but in my mind, just nothing more than a game manager, and that's Alex Smith at number 10. But and Alex Smith might be an MVP this year. He could be. I mean, he if could Kansas be. City goes on to win, you know, lose two or three games. Right. They're going to look at Alex's numbers and they're going to say he's great. So, uh, can I ask this question? Yeah, go ahead. Where go is ahead. Marcus Mariota? Okay, listen to all these names that come after Jameis, Jameis Winston on this list. Okay, Philip Rivers. So I'm going to go there. There you can listen to these: Kirk Cousins, yeah. Philip Rivers, yeah. which is a pretty good player, Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, which I would have had higher, but okay. I would have had higher as well. Dak Prescott. Mm. Okay. okay. Carson Palmer comes in before your boy. And then Marcus Look, you, Marcus Mariota is number Marcus 17 Mariotta's, on this list. Yeah, 17. that's You know, and there's some people that might disagree with that. Yeah. Especially in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. But, and then, yeah. and then, of course, and then the rest of the guys are like Andy Dalton, who I think is way too oh, high at number 18, yeah. even. Yeah. Joe Flacco. I'm, can we say this about Joe Flacco? I'm starting the thing, and I read a story, I read a column, I think it might have been in one of the Baltimore papers, that you can't do this. You just can't take away Super Bowls from guys. But do we overrate Joe Flacco's career because he won a Super Bowl? I, I know that it's hard to remove that Super Bowl. That's like saying, well. Oh, sure you do. You know, this guy wasn't great because, you know, you know, Kurt Schilling, if you take away his World Series, Kurt Schilling wasn't that yeah. great. Well, you can't, but, but yes, he's, he hasn't done anything since. Right. And then Deshaun Watson at 20 and Jared Goff at 21. I like Jared Goff a lot. I would have him higher on this list than number 21. I need more than, you know, six games to prove that. But Winston, I guess my overall point of this, Rick, is when you consider that they're two and three, he's been up and down. He doesn't have a great resume. It's been okay. He's been. It's a lot of respect for him. But I would say this, that if you, if you took all those quarterbacks that we just mentioned and you said, we're going to let you pick. Um, who you want, where you'd rank them. Because of his age, Tom, he's 23 years old. You keep forgetting because that. Of, it's so be, young. Because Jeez. of his upside. And, and look, it's all about upside. I mean, he hasn't accomplished. He hasn't been to the playoffs. He hasn't. He's had one winning season. I still think that people are big buyers in Jameis Winston. I still believe that. You know, and if his team was a little better here, a little better there, you know, he certainly has a lot of room to get better. And now he's hurt. But I, I think that I can understand why people are so bullish on him. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the guy's been special at every level he's been, and maybe maybe he's higher than than the guys you know ahead of him that are behind him that have accomplished something. But I, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Like if you if you say if I if I said you know I'll, I'll you know mortgage your house, yes or yeah. no? Right. Is he gonna Is he gonna get to a Super Bowl in his first? 10 years. Wow. Uh, yes or no? I didn't say who he was with. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I, uh, boy, my gut yes tells me or no. My, my gut tells me no. My gut tells me no. And I don't oh, know why come I feel on. that way. I don't know why that? I don't feel that way. I don't know. I don't know. It's just of a gut feeling. You, you, you obviously will. are, you think he will, yeah. 
I do. I do. I think here's I think, what here's what Andy. I watched ben, Cam Newton do it, and I think he's on the same. Well, play. I think he's better. I I would rather him have him than Cam Newton. I would too. Honestly. He's a better thrower, mm-hmm. and he's. I think he's a better guy to have around. Quite honestly, um, here's what Andy Benoit said about Jameis Winston. Said no one attempts more downfield throws into tight windows than Jameis Winston. That's true. And you will get some positive plays out of that, and you're going to get some negative plays out of that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he and Dirk Cutter sort of get on the right page together and find out where that balance is of, hey, make that throw or maybe don't make that throw, he said that's when Jameis will really take off. And, and you know what's he, funny about that statement, and I don't totally disagree, but it's not on Dirk Cutter. Like how so? It, I think I think what he means by Dirk that Cutter, is... Because when they watch film, Dirk Cutter says, Don't... James, <laughs> check the ball down doing? here. What the hell are you doing? You know? And, and the thing is, is that... Dirk Cutter can sit there and go, see him in a flat, see the tight end, see it. What are you watching? It's really on Jameis. Jameis, is in his, he's in his third year. He hasn't seen everything. He doesn't have all the experiences. There will come a point, though, that he will realize for the betterment of the team and himself, not getting – look, getting hurt is not the worst thing that happened to him. Had he been knocked out for the season, that would have been. My hope, if you're a, a Jameis Winston fan, is that he wakes up tomorrow and goes, what the hell am I doing trying to extend the play and get my shoulder handed to Right, him? right. You know, that this this arm over here, if I can stay healthy for two more years, is worth $100 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why the heck am I on third and 11 in the, in the first quarter trying to, you know, extend the play when it's way past closing time. And I've talked to him about that. I've asked him. It is that, well, because, you know, remember the Atlanta game. Remember that? I get it. But in the first quarter, you know, certain, you know, understanding situational football, you, you know, your biggest value is you have to show up every Sunday, not just. Right, right. You know, and. and but I, I get he, what happened last Sunday, Rick. We talked about this the other day. Yeah. I, I think he was thinking to fill in the pressure of the game. Like, we have to score on this drive. And they panicked. Can't Tom. Fall. Yeah, they the did panic. The whole team a panicked. Bit. I talked yeah, to Mike Smith today, and you know what he said? Our defense, you know what happened? We panicked. And he used the term that I used in the story. He goes, We're a freaking yo yo. Yeah. On defense. We're up one day, we're down the next week. I'm curious what's going to happen with Jameis, though, on Sunday. You know what might not be the worst thing in the world is if he goes out there and his arm's a little bit sore, <laughs> that he can't make every hard throw, and he says, you know what, I'm just going to check this one down. Yeah. I would, I'd be curious to see what would happen if he felt like, well, I can't make I can't make this throw, so I'm going to make this throw instead. I yeah, wonder if yeah. it, they would have a better day. You mentioned, Rick, Mike Smith, and uh, and a big topic over the last couple of days has been Vernon Hargraves. We talked about a lot about him last Sunday had a horrible game uh, in uh, in Arizona. That followed up an earlier game this season against Minnesota where he was also just awful. And Dirk Cutter said, uh, worried, extremely worried is what he said. You talked to really Vernon Hargraves. <laughs> you talked to Vernon Hargraves. Does he get it? Do you think he gets, hey, man, I got to get better than this? Well, he sounds like he does, but, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. And, and I don't, you know, it, this isn't, this isn't the first game or the first part of any given year that he's been told you're not playing well. He didn't play the first he didn't play well the first half of all of last year. I think he played marginally better the second half. At the end of the day, he had one interception, which is horrible. He gave up 
a thousand yards passing. Was the only DB to do that a year ago. He's going to do that and then some if he continues the way he's going. Um, there's a great, and I wrote a story about this in the Tampa Bay Times of uh, you know Eli Manning going back a few weeks ago um, in the game that the Bucks actually won. Is that Manning pulls his receivers, all three of them, you know, uh, Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, and Sterling Shepard, and he pulls them over on the sideline. And he says, "Hey, we're twa- we're attacking twenty four all day." going after his ass all right what does that say to you yeah you know it it can't just be about a 34 year old you know brent grimes on the other side Mm -hmm. this has to be about hargraves and you know for as much as mike smith said well it's no secret why they throw over here because the guy over there look the guy wasn't over there against minnesota they still threw it clearly threw it they still they threw a ryan smith too but they still went after Hargraves. In Absolutely. fact, the, the first ball that goes down the field over his head is against Hargraves. Now, is he getting help? Are they all on him? You know, are guys taking the cheese on the play action and getting sucked up and he's got no safety? Yeah, I, I can't sit here and tell you every single ball is his fault. But I can tell you he's having a terrible year. I can tell you they're extremely disappointed in him. He did face the music today. He had to come out. I mean, his coach called him out. He did talk to us. And, you know, he was sort of, I don't know, whistling past the graveyard, but he's sort of like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I just got to make more plays. Got to make more plays. It's plain and simple. It's not, it's not rocket science. Duh, ooh. I mean, I, I take it for him to, you know, be accountable. But what I, what I don't know and what we don't know is what does practice look like? Right. And I talked to Gerald McCoy, and I said, and Gerald didn't really, really want to be very, you know, specific or critical. You're a captain of this defense, and Brian Hargraves was called out by his coach the other day. And you've been a first-round pick. You know, it's not never just one guy. But what kind of advice do you, do you give guys that are, you know, singled out or not not performing up to the level of everyone's expectations? This game is all mental. You know, it's the physical aspect of it. Of course, that's why they. You know, put you in that lab called the combine and see how fast you can run, how strong you are, and all that jazz. Um, so that's the physical aspect of the game, technique, and all that. But everything's mental. Um, you can't get phased by this or that. And in order to last in this league, you have to develop mentally. You have to uh, mature as a football player as far as knowing what you're seeing, what's coming your way, and just being able to deal with the ups and downs of this game. It's a roller coaster of emotions, this game, and it's the best players in the world. You're not always going to play against the top of the best in the world, but these are the best players in the world. You have to mentally be prepared for that day in and day out, not just on Sundays, but every day throughout the week. You have to prepare for that. And this is the part that got me. Not just on Sundays, but every day throughout the week, you got to re- prepare for that. Now that sounds like somebody who's watched Vernon Monday through Saturday mm-hmm. and doesn't feel as if he's doing that. To me, it, it was interesting after Sunday's game, Rick, and you brought this up the other day. And I'm going to say something that's completely unfair, but it's something I believe deep down. You talked to T.J. Ward about 
yeah. what happened on Sunday. And he said, well, we get it. We got out here on Friday. Some of these guys looked like it might be a vacation. Uh, maybe they didn't prepare as well as they should have for that game on Sunday. I don't yep. know why I thought that Vernon Hargraves was the first guy that popped into my head. And I don't know why I feel that way. It's probably completely unfair to him to say that. But I, I'm assuming that he's hanging out with other defensive backs. And mm-hmm. and just seeing that how he played on Sunday. And he might be a hard worker, practices well. We don't get to see that part of practice. We don't know. We don't know. But the fact that T.J. Ward was calling out some people, yeah, uh, I at least wondered in my head, boy, I wonder if he's talking about Vernon Hargreaves. And you know, Dirk completely dismissed that and said, I, or actually Mike Smith, that he's... I, I would f- really have to say, if somebody's thinking that way, they're in the wrong friggin' business. Uh, we get 16 opportunities, and we work our tails off 250 to 300 days a year for 16 opportunities. You only are guaranteed 16, and if you do your job right, then you get an opportunity to go play a few more games. And uh, if, if that's the case, um, it, I'd be totally shocked because we know what happens. We only have 16 opportunities. But I'm here to tell you, I've covered this league a while, and there are guys, and I'm not saying Vernon is one of them, but there are many guys, especially young players, who come to the NFL, and they love being in the NFL. They love what mm-hmm. it brings them. brings them a lot of attention, brings them a ton of money, especially first-round picks. Um, because of their draft status, they don't really have to compete. They're pretty much, you know, they're put into the lineup before they really earn it. And there's no, there's no real competition to speak up because, you know, that's why they drafted you. They have a need. Right. And sometimes, you know, guys have a certain, a sense of entitlement and they don't understand that. You know, once you're once you're drafted, like you throw away the letter sweaters, they don't care. They want production. You know, it, it doesn't matter where you were drafted, what you did. I mean, Vernon Hargraves was sort of known, and the reason everybody talked about drafting him the way they did was he was a ball hawk. Well, he had he had ten interceptions in three years at Florida. Let's he not, was a he was a dominant quarterback at at Florida. Absolutely, he was, and people threw away from him, but. You know, it's not it's not as if like he led the SEC every year. I mean, ten. No, but he was such a good defensive player in college that you wonder. It's, and it's through almost no fault of his own that he thought, well, it's going to be easy. It was easy for me in college. Right. It's going to be easy for me at the next level too. And he's, wide he, receivers he, are wide receivers. And I don't yeah. I don't have the answers to this. I wish I did. We don't get to watch. Is he putting into it? Is he getting out what he's putting into it? I yeah. don't know that. I just don't know. I mean, he comes home. It's his hometown. Everything's real familiar. All the all the you know the fellas are here. I, I don't know because I don't follow Vernon Hargraves around. And I think I think he's taking way too much heat for a really crappy defense right now. Yes, and some young guys behind him that are making mistakes and hanging him out to dry, and he's not pointing fingers. So I applaud him for that. But if Vernon Hargraves doesn't ball, uh, he'll ball his fist up. You know what I mean, man? <laughs> this guy somebody in the mouth. He better knock somebody out. You know what I mean? I want to see him go out there and knock him out in the first round. So if he doesn't do that, we'll know this week. We'll know. And now the funny thing is, is that, you know, Tyrod Taylor and the boys really don't throw it all that much. In fact, yeah, right, right. That's, you know, they, they third down is pretty much all they do. But because they're gonna run the they're gonna run the P out of the ball. But um this might not be the game to judge him. But if you're backed in a corner, we're gonna find out what kind of fight he has because I can't imagine how you would feel being called out publicly and then 
you know, he had to stand there, man, and, and you know, take it today. Yeah. I applaud him for showing up. Well, and you're right, too. It'd be nice if somebody had six or seven sacks right now and put a lot of heat on a quarterback. Yeah, sure and, would, and right? How about your quarterbacks just a little bit? That'll be, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how Vernon Hargraves reacts to all this. I think yeah. he's a good player. I saw enough last year, Rick, as a rookie. He didn't have a spectacular rookie season, but there was enough there where you thought, wow, this guy has a bright future in the National Football League. And I'm not going to give up on him after five games of his no, sophomore no season, but yeah. uh, he you know, certainly has, has, has a ways to go. Uh, before we wrap it up, Rick, in baseball, Yankees, He's take a 3-2 lead over the Astros. They've now won three straight after falling behind 2-0 in that series. They look like a team of destiny. Uh, Tanaka just dominant on uh, on Wednesday. Seven innings, three hits, eight strikeouts. Completely shut down what might be the best lineup in baseball. Verlander, I think, will go game six for Houston. Does this get to a game seven, or is this a Yankees team, a team of destiny, just going to wrap it up in six? I don't know that they're going to wrap it up in six. They are going to go to the World Series, though. Um, they are. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be Dodgers, Yankees. And, um, you know, at, at that, I think the Dodgers are a better baseball team. There's a time when I thought Houston was the best team I've seen. I think the Dodgers are probably it. At I still think Houston's the best team in baseball, but I don't know that they're going to win the series. They're not. They're just not scoring enough runs. I mean, they're, they're, just, I, you they're know, getting shut down by what I yeah. thought was like even Tanaka. I, I, the starters are the guys you're supposed to get to on the Yankees. It's yeah, the bullpen you're you, afraid here's of. The, well, that's the thing. If you don't get to them, it's a five inning game at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to jump them early, and if you don't, you're going to lose. So I, I just think, I think it's going to be you know the classic. And the Dodgers play the Yankees. I think it's going to be the Dodgers-Yankees World Series. Boy, Vince Scully retired one year too early. Didn't he, he, though? He should have stuck should right. Bring this him be, back. This will be the first back. time in, what, 29 years that they've been to the World Series if, uh, yeah, if they get amazing. back there this year. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget, we're here each and every weekday. You can find us on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast at NFL Stroud, at Tom W. Jones. Our thanks to our producer, Steve Versnick. And the next time we talk to you, it'll be a Football Friday. So be sure to join us. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you on Football Friday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.